All right, with Sarah Gores, Violar is the short film winner of Best uh, Film at the Horror Underground Film Festival. This this is a really cool film. It's really scary and creepy, and it has all the horror aspects, but there's still a great story involved in it, right? So uh, you are the writer, you are the director. I'm just curious about the idea. When did you kind of come up with this idea for the short? Well, uh, originally it was written as a proof of concept for a feature film, and then it kind of morphed into its own little world um, and uh, became incredibly personal. Um, at the time, there was some things going on in my life, and I was like, here, I'm just going to pour my heart in this story, and it came out to be just incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, so it yeah, originally was a proof of concept that kind of morphed into its own little story um yeah <laughs> is there is there a, a feature version of this film there technically is it's not exactly the same as this one but it is very um has a lot of similar elements that are in the feature um so you'll you'll definitely see a lot of similarities <laughs> so the the teaser i guess or the synopsis is a young pregnant wife encounters her abusive past and unleashes a sinister presence that puts those around her in danger. That's quite the sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I wanted there to be a vulnerable person in the center of something very dangerous and to, yeah, kind of turn it on his head. So um, make it un unexpected, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I guess you're saying it's personal. So were you a young uh, pregnant woman? Uh no, you, uh, presence to the, to the <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, that's the beauty of horror, though. Um, you can use horror to express very deep themes and darkness in the world that's current. Um, the relationships with the male characters were very current, like what happened to me, the boyfriend and the flashbacks to the husband, um, not necessarily the pregnancy, but um, just her dealing with trauma and his lack of compassion um, or understanding. And uh, then as well as the smile thing actually came out of real situations where my mom had just died and a guy yelled at me in a parking lot to smile. So this was like a great way to use horror to, you know, say, you know, express the things that I had been through. So um, and I had a lot of people resonate, especially women say, hey, I've been through that. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, on behalf of uh, men, we're not all like that, I guess. I, yes. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And that was the um, the benefit of the feature is there is positive. There's like a positive male presence in there. Grady's actually positive in the feature. Um, so I couldn't stuff that in the short. But um, mm. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was uh, just all based on real experiences that I had. So yeah, <laughs> it raises the stakes that she's pregnant, though. I guess that's yes, the, yeah, yeah. And I also wanted there to be, um, you know, there's always a cost for revenge. So that's when she kind of it looks like she miscarries in the end. There's always a cost for revenge. So um, that's why I wanted that there too as well. So tell me about your directorial kind of uh, design because it's it all kind of seems to be from this strange point of view, I guess, right? You're always kind of giving us these interesting shots, the shot inside the car, even mm -hmm. the way the, the film starts, it starts kind of like there's something looming, but we don't know what it is. And it's like all, so it's like, it's not from her perspective per se. It's more from like uh outside kind of yeah. like 
presence, I guess. Again, yeah. is that, that, I'm assuming that's intentional. You're directorial yeah, it's observational almost. Um, and uh, I just wanted it to feel like we're just slowly coming into her, you know? Um, and uh, that's, you know, how she feels, you know, uh, everyone's on the outside, you know, and uh, we slowly come in to discover what she's going through. So yeah, it, yeah, it was intentional just to have that vibe of just being on the outside and it could be the figure, the character that haunts her, but everybody's on the outside. It's surrounding her. And the feeling of like the loss of control was also something she didn't have control. Um, so um, until the very end, she took back control yeah. in, in her world, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and there's this uneasiness, I guess they're moving yeah. in and, uh, and, and she's like, being remembered of things like the cowboy boots kind of kind of remember, yeah. reminds her of something and and then yeah. like but these like these men there's these men around and like and like the way it's shot it's like none of them seem, seem to be trusted they don't none of them should be trusted with i guess yeah yeah in a way that is her perspective um yeah, yeah. and definitely sits in her shoes i really wanted um, and Jill, the actress who plays Allie, did a magnif a really magnificent job. Um, she was amazing. Um, just I really wanted the audience to just feel uncomfortable with her um, and feel her perspective uh, with her experiences with these guys that are coming in and invading on her. And even the shot choices of close up versus far away, I made decisions on that as well. Um, uh, the men are always invasive and her perspective is like, stay away, you know? So I chose the shot, um, distance even based on that. So you, so. you, uh, you mentioned Jelda, your lead, who is basically you're carrying your film. She's in every scene. Where did you find her? Um, I did a casting on backstage and, um, did a, a union, non-union call, and uh, she's from L.A. and uh, she stood out among all the other ladies who auditioned. Um, there was quite a few that did amazing, but she had she had the non-dialogue power. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted someone that didn't say a word and you just felt for them, you know. And so um, I was really impressed with her. But yeah, <laughs> you shot this in Florida, correct? Yes. Yeah. We shot this at an Airbnb in um, Central Florida. Is that where you live? You're, you're living in Central Florida? Yeah, I live on the East Coast uh, near the Space Center, actually. <laughs> Kennedy Space Center? That's what yeah, it's Kennedy about. Space Center. Yep, yep. So the Space Coast, see a lot of launches over here. <laughs> I thought I went there when I was a kid and I had a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So then did she, so she, did she fly to, uh, to Florida? Yeah, I flew her out and um, I took care of her hotel. Um, she was with SAGS. At, so um, that was uh, really great just bringing her in. And um, I also flew, um, well, actually, I Jill, uh, the other characters, Grady and Joe, actually were from out of state as well. Um, they flew in. Um, yeah, and actually stayed at the Airbnb. Gotcha. And then you have like your, you have these flashbacks and obviously it's shot kind of a different kind of style, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like different lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of... Yeah. I wanted her to be um, almost like ironic. You know, you see these positive, like these peppy colors and these um, 
you think would be happy memories type vibe. And it was totally opposite of what it really was. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it almost felt romantic, but it wasn't, you know, um, it, so I, I liked the irony of what should have been innocent and special being flipped to not, it wasn't, you know, so, um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, the, the, there is a thematic there I guess, in this film, right? Like you're kind of t it's, it's you're using horror as its genre template, but you're you're basically giving you're telling a story. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and originally the title, um, it, I was looking up the words for violate, and um, violar in in Spanish is violate or rape. Um, so I it was just like the perfect title. Um, yeah, and it was all about violate. You know, she just feels violated. So yeah, it's a very strong theme in the story <laughs> gotcha so i'm checking is so fire drive home that's your uh fire drive films is your is your uh production company yes <laughs> and you guys made you made a, a bunch of they're all are they all horror like they all kind of horror genres uh, it's a lot of horror uh drama and uh thriller is a it's a good mixture of drama thriller horror um in those in those genres and you've directed the feature in the past, right? You you did the final yeah, footage horror. Yeah, I did the final footage horror. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and now you're like you're you're. you're I we were talking before the podcast. You're gonna do you're, you're gonna shoot another feature. Soon? Yeah, I'm gonna shoot really the first official feature that'll get distribution. Um, so it'll be uh, we're looking at a million dollar budget, and we're gonna shoot in North Carolina. So um, yeah, it'll be very exciting. So you're based in, you've always been based in Florida? I'm originally from North Carolina, and that's where I actually wrote the story for. And I uh, moved out. I've been in Florida for 15 years, so I consider myself Floridian now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be going back to the home state to shoot the feature. And in your, and is this true that according to the blog interview, you wrote this script when you were like 10, the original idea when you were 10? Uh, no, I didn't write the, oh, you wrote a script. You first wrote a screenplay, not the script. I, I oh thought, yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually have an old, um, very aged piece of document, <laughs> a staple document, um, of some papers of a, a little script I actually wrote. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and so then you just, you first, you just instinctively wanted to be a filmmaker when you started. Yeah, writing. I, my friend wanted to be an elementary teacher. And at 12, I said I wanted to be a director <laughs> and uh, just knew I was always telling stories in my head and just always creating. So, yeah. <laughs> and is your, is your friend an elementary school teacher? Yep. She, she became an elementary school teacher and I became a director. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and then what's attracted you to this genre? Like why are you, why, why is this genre you? Well, it's, it's crazy wild. Like I came from a very cult religious background. I got out of that, obviously. So I was very sheltered from the horror genre. I was very put off by it. I didn't like slasher horrors. Um, but then I slowly just started going into it and just found freedom in it, really, because you can express really tough, you know, crap, you know, <laughs> and really just, yeah, like, um, go into it in a, in a really great way that isn't like too preachy, you know? Um, whereas, you know, if you do a drama, it's a different, you know, perspective. Uh, so it, it's, it's expressing a lot of rage, pain, trauma, 
and doing it in a very artful way. I love that. You know, it's just, it, there's no limits really. <laughs> yeah. Like this, like you can also call your film a, a thriller, I guess. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it doesn't have those kind of like, you know, you're not, nobody's running in the woods. In, yeah. In, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the shining, you know, it's technically what really happened, you know, so <laughs> well it's funny you mentioned that film because it does remind you this film does kind of remind you of a lot of that type of film because you're kind of in this setting this kind of like out outside like you're out kind of you're you're away from kind of yeah perspective and reality i guess right yeah and you have ghosts that actually never kill anyone right yeah. just the humans kill you know the same thing here <laughs> and it's like but it's yeah. also like is she losing her mind is she is she's the one who's right. not Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Where, who, so it's yeah. psychological. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, like, in the, that's like even the book. I guess the book is a lot is a little bit different from the movie, but right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's still that kind of perspective, right? Where like, who is who is like, is is the lead character the crazy person, or is right. it the, or is she the, being possessed by whatever's in that place? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so it keeps the audience on their toes, I guess, right? Absolutely. And I carry that too in the feature, but in a grander scale. So that, it's very exciting. So tell me about the rest of the, the, the I'm going to call them the creepy guys. You don't have to call them the creepy guys, but I will. <laughs> tell me yeah. the rest of the cast. Yeah. So um, of course we have Grady, who's the husband. Um, that was played by Adam Kitchen. Um, he's from Texas. Uh, then there's Joe, the very creepy guy. Uh, he, he's from Las Vegas, actually. The one with the hat and the, yeah, the, the, the camo hat. Um, very, yeah, very creepy and, uh, annoying. You call him a, are you allowed to call him a redneck or? Yeah, that, totally a redneck. Yeah, yeah. totally redneck. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun, uh, directing him and what we did off camera and on camera with Jill. Um, and then of course we have Mr. Hurley. He was played by, um, Scott, uh, uh, Skurlock. Um, and then, uh, and he, yeah, he did really amazing playing that storytelling creepy older guy, um, who's like so nice and annoying, but they say very passive, you know, just horrible things in a nice way, <laughs> like the smile and um, other things. Um, and then who else? We have Mark uh, played by Parker. Um, he did really well, too. Um, very sweet guy. He's like totally opposite of what I was trying to pull out of him. He's just like a sweet teenager. I think he was like 18, 19 very sweet kid um just totally opposite of who he was playing um and then uh and then of course we have the brian he plays our figure character in the basically a jumps like we have i've got a um gosh what are they called um one of the insane asylum rap things um yeah, yeah so that's the and that was also a mirror of Jill's character, Allie, is the feeling of being trapped. Um, so uh, he, yeah, he did. He was, he was great too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's a really, uh, it's a really solid film. And and I'm just curious about the, 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 the editing process, because it's like, it's a slow burn, meaning that it's yeah. 22 minutes and it's, it's yeah. got to have a nice little pace to it. And yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the editing process probably took the longest because the editor was in LA and he works for um, a sports network. So um, it was a long process getting that right. Um, the sound is so important. The score was important. Yeah. So, um, so post-production took the longest out of anything. Yeah, well, um, I want to get to that in a second, but the picture yeah. edit. So he, the, your, your editor, you kind of work with them virtually or? Yeah, I worked with them virtually. I sent notes by email or by uh, virtual conversation. Um, and uh, we used a program called Frame.io so I could put on like time code stamps, like here's a note here, here's a note here. So that was very efficient. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's how we worked through the process. So why did you, why, I'm just curious, like why did you, you worked with them in the past or? Yeah, I had, I've worked on a previous project with him and had worked with him and um, actually taught with him at a um, a pro a creative arts program that's virtual in LA. So I already had gotten to know him. I got a referral from another person I trusted. So then that's why I ended up working with him. I also saw some of his work. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'd like to work with you. So yeah, that's kind of how that happened. Mm -hmm. You said he works like he works like for like you said like the ESPN or like a sports network, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah. He actually works for Fox Sports. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And this is something good that it's a really like like I said, it's a really nice like it's like this is this is one of those films that that can go wrong in the editing room, right? Like it's like oh it's, yeah, this yeah. one I am not gonna lie, like I could understand challenging anyone because it's it's two genres heavy, you know horror. Yeah. And Drama. You have to get the horror right and the drama right. So that was uh, definitely the biggest challenge was getting those tones right for the two different genres. So yeah. <laughs> and then you you mentioned this the beautiful the, the sound design, which is fantastic. Uh, yes, the sound design. It was a mixture of the composer and the editor. He had a lot of um, sound skills, and I had some ideas too on how to like. Uh, because I had a background in editing, I was like, hey, if you just draw this sound out, it'll be really creepy and vibrate, you know, um, turn down the pitch of this. So it was a really fun process getting the sounds right between the composer and the editor. We would even take some of the music pieces and then flip it and like you could reverse the music and like draw it out like it was yeah. very fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a, like you said, like what I, you were, you were kind of uh, said before the podcast that you got, you got a, a film, you got a directing uh, project because of this yeah. film. I can totally see it. Cause I'm, I see a lot of films obviously, and I'm watching your film. I'm like, yeah, this person's ready to, I want to, I want to see her do a, them do a, a feature film. I, yeah. I you, you can see it in the footage. You can see that, yeah. that. The way you the way it's put together, the way it's pieced together. It's like it's it's a it's a very professional job. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it it was what opened doors and it was just door open, door open, door open just because of this. And it was amazing. Um and one is of it, the investors was actually Spanish, so he resonated with the title, which was very cool. <laughs> because it's doing well on the festival circuit, it's like getting into tons of festivals. When yeah, yeah. Uh we got into the seventh one now and then in like two months. So it's and I've already won like half of them already have awards. So that's very cool. So <laughs> yeah so the, the hard work pays has paid off yeah I yeah this was the biggest one I've invested in like I paid a lot of money for it and uh knew how yeah, by then I was ready you know I just knew I was ready had a story had uh, had the people and the amazing crew and cast and 
I really put the investment in this one and it really paid off. So tell me about the, I don't want to spoil too much, but tell me about, yeah. about the ending because it's like a film yeah. like this needs to have a payoff. It's like, it needs, yes. to, it needs to come to a satisfactory conclusion and it's, yeah. it, that's not e easier said than done, I guess. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's in, like, and, it, and it's that feeling of control. Like I mentioned, like Allie is essentially like that, that figure he's wrapped up in a, a straitjacket. And that and that mirrors where she feels just trapped. I mean, what do you say when someone just slightly rubs your back wrong as a woman? You know, like you can't call it out. You know, do you call it out? Do you not? You know, she just feels trapped, you know, in, in the smile comments and the and her husband and and Joe. Uh, so she feels controlled. So and then as this figure comes in and she's subconsciously killing these guys. Uh, she's still like not totally free yet, you know, um, but her subconscious is now like killing these guys off, you know, um, but in the end, it's like she finally takes back control when she encounters the final character and is just like, hey, I'm now taking back authority over my yeah. life once, you know, so that's that's that payoff, like finally she's got autonomy, you know, in her situation. Um, so yeah, that, that was the payoff for this. You want one. her to be a, a murderer. Like you want. Yeah, like, I yeah. know. That's the crazy. Um, no, that's, that's, that's the art yeah. of, of storytelling. You, you yeah. told the audience that if you told the audience that before you watch this film, this character is going to be a murderer. She's going to kill all these guys. Right. Then you're like, nah, <laughs> yeah. I don't and then, then that's yeah. why you watch the, you watch the film, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I just, got the, was that done on purpose? Like she got the, 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 the Joker face in the end. It, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which was crazy. Cause the original, original title was smile. <laughs> and then obviously a film came out last year with the title smile. So we ended up changing it. Um, but yeah, that's that whole thing of like constantly being told what to do. And then that Joker face with the, the blood and the smile was part of the payoff. Um, and then she has fire in her eyes, um, uh, small storytelling, uh, trick or I don't know, thing that we did or that I wrote in was in the beginning, Mr. Hurley's story. He talks about fire. He talks about stabbing. He talks about the ax and she does all of them, but the fire. And then you see the fire in her eyes when you, when he, you hear Grady. So that's like implying she's going to burn them, you know? So I do a little like setup in the beginning. That's just kind of a small thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Fantastic. And so you're, you're ready, I guess you're ready to do that feature, that million dollar feature. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. This is going to be very exciting. <laughs> and that's a whole other process, right? Like kind of putting that, putting that story within 90 minutes or, or yeah. two hours. Yeah. It's on a much larger scale and it's even more deeper. Like there's so many more layers. It's a lot more complex and a lot more exciting even more than vlr so it's it's like an expansion and it's gonna be amazing <laughs> and what did you think about we like already we sent you the audience uh feedback to you what did you what did you think about that oh i thought that was so amazing just seeing what they picked up and the and the things that i did intentionally they caught on and that was just amazing it's always amazing hearing feedback from people uh, who are just the audience just taking it in. And that's what we do as storytellers. So you'd hope you'd have that engagement. 
and they got your film obviously right yeah yeah that that's the best part is like oh i connected with them through the story i told and one last question, because because you brought him up as well, uh, yeah. the character of Mr. Hurley is that yeah. is that a nod to Lost or something, or is that just like something that? No, it just so happened looked <laughs> like Mr. Locke. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I because wrote... there's a character Hurley on Lost, right? Oh yeah, you know what? That's right. No, that wasn't. Um, it was a spin on another name of someone in my past, so I like kind of chopped the name up. Um, and uh, I was just like, Hurley just sounds good. But yeah, I remember Hurley. I well, Hurley was lovable in Lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, not not based on Lost. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I'm curious. Well, congratulations. Why don't we talk again when you uh, when that next film is wrapped? So yeah. probably around this time next year. Yeah, absolutely. On, on the festival circuit. Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. <laughs> best of luck with it. I think you're you're you you have the ability. You have it. You have it all wrapped up in your in your mind and soul. So all yeah. you have to do is execute it. So I'm I'm sure you'll yeah. do a great job. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for what y'all are doing too. So that's awesome. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemizel.